What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, we have a very special guest. We have Northeastern defenseman Cody Cross joining the show today. But before we get to that interview, I'd just like to ask if you can follow us on Instagram, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review, and also follow our Spotify page and also follow our Twitter page. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, and I appreciate it so much. And if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. I appreciate that so much as well. Like I mentioned earlier, our podcast guest today is Northeastern defenseman Cody Cross. She was one of the key leaders to the Hockey East Championship team this past season. She's won the Hockey East Championship three times. She also just recently won the Beanpot this past season as well. Great leader for that Northeastern women's hockey team and also a fantastic defenseman. It was a fantastic conversation with her. So without further ado, here is Cody Cross. Enjoy, everyone. On today's podcast, we have former Northeastern defenseman and current Buffalo Buttes draft pick, Cody Cross. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and how is everything going? I'm in Canada right now, um, looking back to go back to school at the end of August. Um, I still have one year left at Northeastern, um, and I'm actually not going to be pursuing um, the Buffalo Buttes in the NWHL. I am, however, going to be playing the PWHPA um, in the New Hampshire region. Well, that's nice and some breaking news for some of our listeners. So thank you so much for telling us that. But my first question to you is how's quarantine been going for you? And how have you been personally been dealing with this entire pandemic? I think right now it's kind of getting back to a little bit of normalcy. But before, it was definitely challenging. I mean, gyms weren't open. Uh, ice time, like you, we didn't have any here. So it was very challenging working out on my own and just kind of doing everything, I guess, on my own. So that was definitely an adjustment for me as I usually train with a group of people and usually on the ice with um, whoever I'm skating with. Um, But now that things have started to open up, um, it's a lot more normal and I feel like it's starting to get there, which is good. Um, So I am skating, I am training, all that good stuff. Um, But that's pretty much it for right now. Do you know what the season for college hockey or for the PWHA, what it might look like for next year? So um, I'm actually going to be rooming with some of the girls that are still have one, well, a couple more years left at Northeastern. So they've been kind of filling me in on what's going on with their league. And um, I think they're going to play. I'm not sure they have a date on when that is. That could be like November, October, December, maybe even January. I'm not sure. Um, In terms of the NWHL, they just came out saying they're going to play in January. Um, And then for the PWHPA, as far as I know, they're looking to start as soon as possible. I'm sure that might get pushed back to later, but there's not really a solid date yet. Yeah, I saw an announcement from Hockey East that they're intending to play, at least for the men's side of things. I don't know about the women's, so that's why I was just interested to hear what it might look like. Um, now let's start off before Northeastern. You attended the Edge School. What was that experience like for you? Um, I really loved it there. Um, we, I mean, the facilities there are unmatched. You go to school and the hockey arena is right there. So you're basically done at 530 every day, which, I mean, is pretty nice. I mean, in college, we aren't done until usually 730, sometimes 8 o'clock at night. So it was nice to be able to go to school for those couple hours. You get your training done during the day. Um, and then you have your, obviously your practice with your team after, um, 
I think in terms of development, it was awesome for me. And I, I really did love my time there. Um, but I only stayed there from grade nine until grade or yeah, grade nine until grade 10. And then my grade 11, grade 12 year, I went to the Warner hockey school, which again was an awesome time. It, I guess Warner in ter- difference, difference, differences from the edge is that it's an only girls team there and it's a very small town. And basically you only go there for hockey, whereas the edge was more athlete based. Um, but both my times there were amazing and I honestly wouldn't have changed it at yeah, all. I'm going to talk more about the Warner hockey school experience for you in the JWHL. How did that help you prepare for hockey and how did you, um, get started to go there? Um, yeah, so I think in terms of playing in the JWHL, it was like detrimental to my, I guess, hockey career and a huge stepping stone for me to be able to play college hockey. Um, We played against some really amazing players in the JWHL um, during my time there and getting to play at a younger age too allowed me to play against some of those better players as well that were going off to college the next year. Um, And sorry, what was the other question? Um, Just how did it prepare for you for college hockey and how did you get involved with the JWHL? Okay, yeah. So when I was in grade eight, actually Scott Fukami, the head coach of the Edge School, saw me play. And so he got me to go over to the edge and then the edge had some coaching changes and a bunch of stuff going on there. And I just thought in terms of furthering my development with um, just myself personally, but also in the hockey Canada stream, the JWHL and playing at Warner was a way to get there in terms of specifically training for hockey Um, being able to be on the ice a lot more, that one-on-one training at Warner, um, I think helped me a lot as well. Um, Again, like when you move to college hockey, there's always going to be a step up. And there definitely was when I came to Northeastern. I remember the first couple games, I was like, whoa, there's definitely a shift in the change of speed and just thinking faster. So it did take me a couple games to adjust to that. But I honestly I think that the JWHL helped me a lot to even be able to have that jump yeah you also won a championship with Warner back in 2015 what was it like to win a championship there it was super cool um I mean whenever you play in a league whatever your championship is such a big deal and at the time it really was a big deal for all of us I mean that's what you strive for when you're playing in your season is at the end to win the championship and so that was really cool to win that in Buffalo um I honestly can't remember who we played. That was such a long time ago, but um, it was super cool and something that I definitely remember. In addition to Warner, you had the opportunity to represent Team Canada in the 2016 Under-18 Women's World Championships. Talk about that experience and how did you find out you were going and what was it like to represent your country? I mean, it's really hard to describe the feeling and like the honor you have when you get to represent your country. And that whole process was I mean, it was a long process, but it was so enjoyable and it was so worth it. And to be able to represent your country in your country and have the championships in Canada was super cool. Unfortunately, we lost the U.S. in the final, which was devastating. But I think that whole process, you know, going through U18s and then having played in the development team as well, anytime you get to represent 
Canada or whatever your country is and Hockey Canada, it's, it really is the biggest honor and something that I take great pride in and um, being able to play against the best of the best, I think only elevates your game. And that's something that I know personally has. And yeah, I definitely, um, that was, I mean, an amazing time in my life that I do like think about sometimes and think back to that and how cool it really was. Yeah, you did win silver. What did that mean to you? Even though it wasn't gold, was it still pretty cool to at least get a medal there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously we go into those um, championships with the mindset that we are going to win gold and that that's what we're going to do. Um, it was a very close game. Unfortunately, we did lose in overtime. Um, but to walk away with a silver medal is still honestly something very cool that I will cherish for the rest of my life. Now, talk about your recruiting process and why did you choose to go to Northeastern? So what, my first year in the JWHL, um, this was another reason why I did choose to play in the JWHL is all the coaches that, you know, you would be exposed to playing in Canada as well as in the States. And I was approached by Northeastern in grade nine. Obviously, I couldn't talk to them because of the rules and everything like that. So they went through my coach. My coach went through me. And then obviously my dad um, had some communication there. It wasn't until my grade 10 year that I did fully um, verbally commit to them. Um, and I wanted to wait a year just to see, you know, what other offers I had and what other um, opportunities there were out there. And we did get to tour a lot of schools. We did play at Northeastern in my grade nine year. So I saw the campus. I got to actually play at Northeastern um, along with a bunch of other schools. And one thing about Northeastern that stood out to me in the coaching staff is they really made it seem like they wanted me as a player um, and also as a person. I think that's super important because in your time, wherever, whatever school you go to, you're going to want to make sure that, you know, you have a good relationship with your coaches and because you are going to be there for four years. And so that was super important to me. Obviously I love Boston. Um, that was one of the cities that I could have seen myself playing in, whether it was at Northeastern. So just, uh, you know, play at Matthews Arena, which is, I mean, historic, is super cool. And honestly, my favorite arena like I've ever played in. And yeah, just the coaching staff, they really, just through the whole recruiting process, they weren't clingy by any means, but they definitely made it like known that, you know, I would be a valuable member on the team, like this would be my role, kind of that kind of thing. And so in grade 10, I did verbally commit to them. And yeah, I think that was honestly the best decision of my life. <laughs> Uh, what was it like to play under Coach Dave Flint, speaking of the coaching staff that you were just mentioning? He's awesome. I mean, he's such a personable coach. He really does care about his players a lot. And I think that's super important is he doesn't just look at you as a player. Um, I mean, everyone has their own personal lives and their own personal stuff going on. And he really makes it known that, like, if anything's going on, like, go see him. Or even our other coaching staff are so awesome. They have an open-door policy, so you can go see them whenever. Um, and I think over my four years, I really have seen Coach Flint, you know, step out of his shell a lot and kind of um, grow as a coach as well, which, I mean, I feel like if you're a player, you never want to see your coach stay the same. And so that was really neat to see him kind of, take on these different approaches to his coaching. And I would definitely say my last year um, was the funnest year. I mean, we won a lot, so that obviously helps. But just how he even coached us was a lot better. 
In, in your freshman season, you lost in the finals against Boston College in the hockey's playoffs. How hard was that loss, and how did it motivate you for your sophomore year? It's so crazy because I do like we. It's funny because some of us seniors talk about that, and you know, I've been in the hockey's championship game all four years, and. It sucked. It definitely sucked as a freshman and to see your seniors, you know, so hurt and so sad that their season is over. It definitely sucked. And I think we as seniors never wanted to feel that way going into our senior year. So it definitely did motivate us a lot. Um, and to see our team grow year after year and just our culture of our team as well, I think is kind of the driving force behind the success that we have had. And I mean, I mean, all of our teammates are so competitive. So to see it finally, you know, work in our favor that we are starting to win and be the top Boston team is something that I think we all strived for. Yeah, in your sophomore year, you finally won your first Hockey East Championship. What did that mean to you? And talk about that specific playoff run you had. It meant a lot. I mean, we did win that at Matthews Arena. So that was even a cooler part to that win. Um, I believe we played University of Connecticut and yeah. I remember they had obviously beaten Boston College which was a huge upset so I think going into that game we were all pretty confident that you know we would come out on top just because of our success with them over that season obviously you never want to take your opponent for granted and I don't think we ever did that or ever intentionally did that when we were playing obviously we had some not so great games but that game was so cool just because of the fact that we did win at Matthews and there were so many um students like friends family there that really just got to celebrate that win with us yeah you played Colgate number three team in the country for your first national tournament describe the emotions you were feeling playing your first tournament ever it was very nerve wracking, I will say. Um, definitely a change of pace. I mean, there's so much riding on the line in those games. And unfortunately, we didn't win. Um, Colgate had a really great team that year. But just the experience and to be able to play at the national level there was something that I think helped us or would have helped us. Um, I mean, playing Princeton this year and um, all three of us seniors have had um, played in the national tournament for three well would have been three years this year so I think just having that experience would have helped you know everyone play their best and I mean I think we would have done really well in the tournament this year unfortunately we didn't get a play but yeah but you did have the chance to play in Northern Ireland in your junior year what was that experience like and what was the coolest thing you got to do when you were down there that was so cool um so kind of a fun story is when we landed in Ireland, my hockey bag was completely ripped and nothing fell out. Everything was still intact, but my shoulder pad had like what looked like a bite mark out of it. So it just was like an ongoing joke that like a leprechaun basically like bit my shoulder pad. Um, but besides that, it was such an amazing trip to see the support that women's hockey had over there and how... Um, the fans were so ecstatic to have us there. And I mean, the crowd was crazy. I actually got to meet some family over there that I've never met before. So that was really cool. Um, 
the best story I have from there is one of my teammates and I were on our way to Tim Hortons because they have a Tim Hortons there. And I mean, I don't get Tim Hortons when I'm at school. So of course I was going to take advantage of that. And we got lost and both of us didn't have data because we're in Ireland. So she ended up turning on her data so we could find our way back home. But um, that was probably the most exciting thing that we did. We, I mean, we went to the Titanic Museum. Um, we did like a little bus tour. We did a walking tour. So that was really cool to kind of hear the history of um, Belfast and everything. We went to the Guinness factory, which was very cool. Um, but that was pretty much it. A lot of hockey. <laughs> that's good. And that seems like a pretty scary situation to get lost without data. But yeah. <laughs> you, won an, you won another hockey's championship that same year, this time in overtime against Boston College. Talk about that championship win versus the, the previous one. And also you beat the host Providence that year. So that must have been a tough game to play. Yeah, that was another exciting win. It's all of our wins in Hockey East, our, our championship wins, I think all tell a different story. But that one specifically, I just remember Cass scoring and our bench just going crazy because, I mean, that was such a close game. And it really, I mean, Boston College scored with, I don't even know how many seconds left, but there was like nothing left in the game. So we kind of thought that they had the momentum, but then – Cass came in clutch and scored that um, goal. I think she had like kind of a breakaway-ish kind of thing. And yeah, that was really cool also. And Providence is pretty close to Boston. So a lot of friends and family um, came to that. So it was really cool to celebrate again with them. Yeah, and you played Cornell in the tournament that, that year as well. But you, the difference was you hosted that game instead of going on the road against Colgate. What was it like hosting a tournament game and playing in that? And what was the difference between the style of play that Colgate had versus Cornell? Because obviously Cornell has Chris O'Neill, who's one of the top women's college hockey players ever. Yeah, I mean, the teams were definitely different. I think Colgate's more of a grittier team. They definitely have a lot of players that can grind the puck down and work really hard. Um, and their defense is very good. I know they had a really good goalie that year as well. Um, Colgate I, or Cornell, I feel, plays more of a solid defensive game. And then they have some very good um, players up front that can put the puck in the net. And I think in that game specifically, I think our team made a lot of errors that led to them taking advantage of rather than, you know, them making us make errors and then taking advantage of them. Um, I really do think our team played pretty well that game. And I mean, thinking back to it, it was a tough loss because I think they did win in overtime. And so to lose again in overtime, I think those losses hurt a little bit more because you think, you know, what could we have done better? Maybe if we would have done this, you know, we would have won the game. But I think just the experience again there, what helped us, you know, into my last season, you know, having the great season that we had winning the bean pod and then winning Hockey East again, and we were looking so forward to hosting Princeton and hopefully beating them and then moving on. But, yeah, I think, I mean, any experience you have playing in the national tournament is great experience leading up to your next year. Yeah, and what do you think was your biggest improvement to your game from your freshman season to now? I would say – when I came in as a freshman, I was more of a riskier 
offensive defenseman that, you know, really like to jump into the play a lot. Um, one thing that I noticed that, you know, changed, not in a bad way, was after my sophomore year, I got a really bad concussion in, I believe it was at the end of October, and I didn't come back until, like, the end of November. So I was out for almost a month, and that was, like, a really challenging time for me, dealing with that and coming back and still kind of having some lingering, I I would say, like, pain. I don't even know if it was pain or just, like, my brain being like, you know, this is how you got injured. Like, I don't even know what was going on there. But I feel like I became more of a, not stay-at-home defenseman, because I definitely was still offensive. But I just, I really wanted to pay more attention to my D zone and become a shutdown defenseman. And I think that's where my game really improved was in the D zone and not getting scored on as much and shutting down the play earlier. Um, so that's where I think I definitely saw the most in my game improvement. Yeah, and you finally won the Beanpot after so long. Um, talk about winning that tournament, especially being at your first. Yeah, that was super cool. I actually didn't get a play in that game because I got a high ankle sprain in our first Beanpot game against Harvard, um, which I'm still kind of rehabbing now. So definitely a long rehab, um, an injury I never thought I would get in hockey, but it did happen. Um, but just to see the team, honestly, the excitement, the Beanpot's the biggest tournament in Boston and to win that and, you know, to kind of have the bragging rights that you're the best school in Boston um, is pretty cool. And I'm very much looking forward to this year. I mean, seeing them play in it, if it is going to be a thing, I think it will be, but yeah. We'll, we'll keep a positive note. I think it will happen. <laughs> Uh, you also won another hockey's championship to cap off this incredible season for you. What was the biggest challenge your team faced during that playoff runs? Because it seems like you just blew teams out, especially during that championship game, scoring nine goals. Yeah, I mean, going so I think we had a little bit of before playoffs. We kind of were going through a little bit of a roller coaster with our games. We weren't as consistent as we wanted, and. I think our team really got together and, you know, figured out, you know, we can't do this in playoffs. We need to be solid every night, every, every game we're playing, we have to be solid. And so to get the team together and have those conversations, I think really helped our team a lot. And I, I honestly want to say we played our best hockey in, in the playoffs. And I think, you know, just everyone's um, emotions and motivation kind of goes up and, no one ever would have thought we would have blew out a team, whatever it was, the score, like nine goals. Yeah, so, I was Yeah, so that was kind of crazy. We obviously never expected that. And to do that, I think we wanted to set a, um, a statement to the other teams in the NCAA. Like, we're not fooling around. Like, we're serious. We're coming into the tournament, you know, like on a good roll here and with a good head of steam. And – to not be able to play in it, I think a lot of us were disappointed because we really did think that we were going to win the national championship. Uh, which Hockey East championship do you look back on the most? I don't know. I would say probably the most recent one just because it is the most recent one. But like I said, each one has its own unique story. And I think this one in particular I will remember the most because of how close our team really was. and just how dominant our team was and the success that we had. I mean, my sophomore year, 
that was a roller coaster of a year. So to win Hockey East that year was amazing. I mean, we never expected that we were going to win that year just because of the season that we had. And then our junior year, I mean, we were expecting hopefully to win again, but to win it actually again and then win it for a third time, I think winning it the third time probably holds closest to my heart just because it was the third time and then the season that we had just kind of along with it. Unfortunately, you, like you mentioned earlier, the tournament was canceled because of COVID. How did you find out? What was your reaction? So I believe we were going to play Princeton on Saturday and we had a morning skate on Friday and we had heard some rumors from other teams, I think Ohio, that their season had gotten cut. And so we had found out from the men's team or earlier, they found out earlier that their season had been cut that day. So we knew that the men's team was done. Um, so then we figured, okay, well, we're next. Like, but then we thought, well, our game is tomorrow. Maybe they will let us play. So then our coaches came in. We already found out that our season was over from some girls on Princeton. Some friends on our team had some friends over there. So we found out through that way. Obviously, it was very devastating for us three seniors. Um, I never thought that my th senior year would end that way. Um, I mean, neither did they, neither did any of the seniors in the NCAA. And so it was very emotional. Our coaches came in, gave us the actual news. Um, us three seniors in particular, I think had the hardest time with it. Um, and then obviously the team, I mean, was so great with making us feel like it wasn't really the end of the world. I guess at the time it did feel very painful and like we didn't get the closure that we thought we were going to get our senior year and just how excited the team was to play. Um, I know even me specifically, I was coming back from a high ankle sprain. I luckily got to play in the hockey East um, tournament, but I was still, I mean, rehabbing my foot. It still was nowhere near a hundred percent. So I was really looking forward to getting to play at Northeastern one last time. Um, so yeah, it was very disappointing and just a lot of emotions. And um, what's it like to play with Alina Mueller? Obviously she was a Cat Patty Kazmaier award finalist. Just talk about playing with her and what it was like to be her teammate. Alina is amazing. Um, I actually room with Alina and I will be rooming with Alina coming this year. Um, she's an amazing hockey player and I don't think that's hard to tell. And she has so much experience, not only in the Olympics, but also with her team in Switzerland. So it's no surprise that she is as good as she is, but to be able to play with a player of that magnitude, I think pushes everyone. And she really does push everyone vocally, you know, showing how hard she works, but she's equally an amazing person. She really is um, one of those people that just cares about everyone and really does have um, looks out for everyone in the best way and really just wants to see everyone um, reach their full potential. And I think having a player like that on your team only elevates your team and everyone wants to be able to play um, at that level. And yeah, she has been such a great addition to Northeastern and I'm very, very excited to see what she does in the next two years because 
um, being able to be recognized as a Patty Kazmaier Award recipient this year, um, I have no doubt that she will win it either next year or the year after. Now, just one non-hockey question for you. What's your favorite thing about Boston? My favorite thing about Boston? That's a good question. I'm from Calgary. So we have the Rocky Mountains here. We don't have a lot of, we have a lot of lakes, but they're very cold. Um, I love the beach. And that's one thing that I really love about Boston is being able to go to the beach and hang out by the water. I mean, I'd never been in the ocean until I was in Boston. So I always thought that was super cool. Um, but I think just in general, all of the things that you can do in Boston, I mean, you can go to um, a Bruins game, a Celtics game, um, a Red Sox game. And I went to my first Red Sox game, which was super cool. I'd never been to a professional baseball game before. So I think there's a lot of fun stuff to do in Boston. I mean, you can always keep yourself busy um, no matter what you're doing. So that's always super fun. Now, what would you do to help grow women's hockey? That's a good question because I honestly, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do after I'm done school. Um, I never really thought that I would be a hockey coach or anything along those lines. But I think as I'm getting older, I definitely could see myself maybe pursuing that later on. Um, but I mean, just being an advocate for women's hockey. I mean, we're all in the same position. We all want to see women's hockey get to that next level. And we all want to see women players be compensated for, I mean, their passion, their hard work and their skills. So I think it's getting there. There's definitely so much room for improvement and more room for support. And I think, you know, the PWHPA and the NWHL are trying to get there and they're each to their own doing what they believe is going to get women's hockey to where it needs to be. Um, and I think playing the PWHPA too speaks volumes for supporting women's hockey and wanting to see it get to where we all hope it can get to. Now, my final question before we let you go is what's been your favorite hockey memory at Northeastern? I actually haven't put much thought into this. Um, honestly, my favorite memory memories I would say are our team used to do a lot of team dinners every before every home game we would have a team dinner so that's definitely I'm definitely going to miss that a lot just because we all kind of did like a potluck like one class would cook pasta or whatever and then another would do salads and then we would do desserts and it was always kind of um, need to see how much effort people put into cooking desserts I mean they're always so good um, so I'm definitely going to miss that. And I think just playing in Matthews is what my favorite memory would probably be. I think you take it for granted while you're playing there and you don't really realize until it's over, you know, how much you're going to actually miss it. And so just, you know, all the memories there, winning Hockey East there specifically, and then the bean pot. I mean, I will never forget that. Even though I didn't play, that was so cool and to see just how many supporters there were and how many people were there at that time yeah there's a lot of neat things about northeastern that i'm definitely gonna miss and um yeah 
Now, do you have any shout outs you'd like to make to any friends, family, or former teammates you've had before we let you go? Um, <laughs> not really, no. Um, shout out to Sky, my best friend from Northeastern, my roommate, actually all my roommates, Selena and Chloe. Um, yeah, that's it. Well, thank you so much, Cody, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it a lot. I wish you best luck for all the future and stay safe and have a nice day. Awesome. Thank you, Matthew. Once again, I just wanted to say thank you so much to Cody for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it so much. It was great talking with her and I wish her nothing but the best in the future. That'll wrap up today's episode. There isn't any college hockey news going on right now, but teams have started to practice just looking at their social media pages. So that's exciting to see. But other than that, nothing else going on. I'll see you guys next time with another fantastic episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and stay safe. Peace. Did you ever stop and think, why spend too much time just getting ready? Let me be honest. I don't know a single thing that I haven't done to make you notice me Let me be real here When I see you my heart starts racing But I don't know if I like this chasing And playing and waiting around It's a shame that my hands start shaking Start shaking